The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Hello everyone. Welcome to Leadership Podcast. It is yet another edition of The Big Issue. And of course, today we don't intend to take much of your time. As usual, our in-house analysts are here with me. And of course, we are just poised to take on the big issue as usual. By my right, we have Chibuzo Okaibe. Thank you. And of course, we have um, Chunde Ogontola with us. Thank you, Father. You're all welcome to this program. Thank you very much. And of course, the big issue for the day is the ban on open grazing. Southern governors and the September 1 deadline. Well, today, September 1, 2021, is the deadline on the ban of open grazing in southern Nigeria, agreed on by the 17 governors of the southern states. About 11 states have failed to meet the September 1 deadline for the promulgation of the anti-grazing law. On the Abia, Ogun, Oyo, Ekiti, Rivers and Ebony states are said to have signed the law while others are either in the process or are yet to begin. Five states, namely Anambra, Lagos, Imo, Edo, Cross River, have disregarded this agreement. Delta, Osun, Ondo, Bayelsa, Akwaibo, Manenugu are just working on the procedure of complying. The 17th state governor had in July during their meeting in Lagos set the deadline for the announcement. Following the, the in line with the announcement on May in Asaba that they have banned open prison. Well, without wasting much time, what can you what, what do you think about the attitude of um, the southern government? In keeping with the deadline set by themselves. Um, well, obviously, um, during their meeting in May, I can say it's one of the, is, is an, I would describe it as a historic meeting where for the first time certain governments will converge, not minding you from the West or from the East to, to speak on one given matter that we want to end open basically. However, this is coming on the heels that uh, the effects of open grazing is enormous as it has resulted to the loss of lives and property that's lead to clashes, killings in the country. And that's one of the major reasons why we said no. We have to come together to put an end to this. Yes, while those five states are yet to and perhaps when they disregard it, I think their parts of there's not typically a grazing route or maybe for instance Lagos, how can you be the cattle the animals and you said you'll be using your cows to pass through Lagos. We are humans alone in the states have not seen space. Are you saying that there are no there's no cattle grazing in Lagos? Well, I doubt that. Even though if they are, it will be maybe perhaps in the suburb, not in Lagos. I think, and perhaps the effect of um, open grazing is not really effect in, in the state. And maybe Anambra, um, 
as well as edu they don't really have such effects where you see farmers and elders are clashing how can you be saying you are you are an header and you have AK-47 and you say there isn't that AK-47 to play which kind of play is that there isn't AK-47 to, to the your cows and say you are playing no we can't say that such play can't be condoled by any any reasonable or, or sensible person in the government so please i am of the the, 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 the part that animal husbandry should be seen as a private business government should give them this support they should go by way of ranching to ensure that the animal gets the best needed nutrients to remove was better meal. okay Chibuzo. some states have signed the law while others are yet to do so what does that tell about the commitment of the southern governor towards the ban on the on open grazing well, for states that are either yet to start or that are dragging or that are, of, let me put it on governors, let me not put it on states because they are the key actors in this whole uh, uh, episode. Um, for governors who are so, still seem to be dragging on this, it uh, goes on them to come clearly state their position on whether they're going ahead with it or not you know um, <clears throat> for an agreement that was reached by all of the governors as of the time they arrived at this not at the may meeting at the july arrangement there was no time any of them you know opposed position openly they all agreed so it was assumed that there was a consensus on this so for any state governor now to appear to be food dragging on this matter it does not tell well of the governor as an individual as an individual because you can't be backtracking on something you willingly got yourself into if i've been issue you were not part of this you have a right also to say this is not what i want to be part of but having agreed and submitted yourself to that kind of arrangement and a concern and that kind of consensus it's only uh, honorable that you follow through with it now having said that i just i think um, it's important to put some context to the impact that this open grazing thing is having and how much it has occupied public discourse the back and forth about it in this day and age, it is still interesting that we are still talking about open grazing, whether or not as a business or whether they should be allowed to roam around and all of that. When the rest of the world seems to be, you know, going at jet speed, jet speed, and here we are talking about whether to have a, a ranch arrangement or whether to still allow the grazing, you know, cattle move around free. I think it shows how low how low the, the consciousness of governance has become. You know, it, shows how, it just shows how low. The other day, we saw in the US and even in Britain, you know, people flying into space. Individuals sponsoring themselves into space, pushing the frontiers of, of, of uh, human travel, private human travel. And here we are still talking about. So it shows you the, the quality that the, it shows that the quality of discourse 
that we have been having over this over issues in Nigeria are so appalling and so uninspiring for a people who ought to be the giant of Africa. It is really, really appalling. Well, um, apparently to beat deadline. Yes. The chairman of the Southern Governors Forum and Ongo State Government, quickly signed the law banning anti um, graze, open grazing, signed the deal into law. And of course, one would have expected that the governor or that governors who are yet to do so will follow suit immediately. But they do not. And then there is this suspicion that the the, 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 the ranks of these housing governors may have been broken over whether to go ahead with the implementation of the ban or not. What do you think? Yes. It's it a thing of honor. You know, it's a thing of honor and a thing of, of, of gods. Because I cannot imagine how a governor would agree to something, and at the last, and at this time, he's beginning to dilly-dally about it. You know, it calls to question the, not just the character, but the the um, the guts, the the man in such governors. You know, even for those who keeps who are still saying, "Oh, we are trying to dot the T's and cross the I's." How long does it take to do that? It also puts question on them. Because by now the deadline was, you know, this law to have taken effect. So if at this stage they are still trying to dance around it and trying to to, to romance the issue, then it puts to question the sincerity and the character of some of these government. I'm sorry to sound, you know, a bit harsh, but these are things they willingly went into, you know. And let us not forget that the whole idea of that. Um, declaration didn't just come out of the blues. Uh, Tunde gave a clear, you know, background as to how we got to this point. It became a violent thing. It became a violent thing. People were being killed, killed across states, and then it became an issue of okay, we have tracked. At least we have. Been able to track where some of these things are coming from and yes we do agree that there are people who do this open, people have been doing this open grazing arrangement for a long time but it appears that they have been infiltrated so why don't we stop this whole practice and come up with something that will ensure that everybody has a win-win situation now whether or not the, the government has to run it as a business allow business you know people to run it as a private business or not it's a different matter, but that because it is as, as different as it is, is equally important. But I'm trying to look at the the dynamics of how this whole thing has played out with violence and all of the killings that have killed. So it is important that these governors realize the import of what they are doing because there is a there is a consensus down south about what has been happening with the headers and farmers. You know, issue. So, I think it will be in their interest to ensure that they keep to whatever agreement that has been arranged, that, 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 that was reached in both, you know, meetings. Well, um, Chibuzo, you're right. Because why the suspicion about them um, breaking of the rounds of the Southern Governor stems from the fact that recently President Buhari had ordered a review of 368 grazing sites across 25 states. 
in the country to determine the level of education. And when the president gave that directive, questions were raised. Nigerians were there. Why is the federal government so fixated about open place instead of branching, which is a 21st century thing? And now, situating the attitude of the southern governors in the light of the president's directive recently, most Nigerians are thinking that within that time the president gave that directive, and now, especially today, the very deadline given by the governor, something would have gone under the water. What do you think? Well, the issue of grazing reserve is not new in Nigeria. It was earlier signed by Northern um, governors, not now. But the fact is, after a time, when they engaged in the practice of um, open grazing, it led to deforestation. The system whereby there were no grasses, no grasses got finished and planted. So it's become a severe, severe crisis, grass, and they have to move. Is finishing. Yes, they have to move down the southern part of Nigeria. However, we all know how the terrain of, of northern Nigeria is. Even at that time, everywhere gets dried up, of course. And people during that period need to go, go to the, to the south. Okay, this is a government that's spending billions of naira on on um, social investment program to aim at uh, improving agriculture in, in the country, spending this full sum of money, giving to farmers, so as to ensure that the nation feeds itself. I think that's one of the priorities of this administration, going to the part of billions of dollars being spent. And now we are also encouraging open grazing. So all the money you are spending, giving to farmers for their investment, should be eat up by cows. I think the government needs to be more sensible on this. While giving them this money, look at the cows roaming around the city. I can say vividly that almost all cows I've seen roaming around the street so far, they are well fed. <laughs> yes, I barely see a skinny cow. They are all well fed. On, on what now? Most people want their seafood like in their farms, they, they run away. What about the basic nutrients needed? Even though, yes, they are looking well fed. Most of these grasses being eaten by these cows does not really digest well. According to ex experts, they said it leads to cancer and some other ex defects on humans who consume um, cows that, that you know. People. So it's high time we have to understand that this is a private business. It should be treated as such. Yes, the way you are supporting the farmers, support the elders as well. Let them do this in line with. How it's done across the world. Yes. Well, um, one day you made me like the
a process of making it legislative and the ban on open grazing. Of course, you saw what happened, but even last week or within the weekend, when I don't know how they did it, but on social media we saw another a copy of this day, the front page. And that front page, the this story was that the state governor of Zodima has actually, and I think there was a particular amount he said he wants he would give out to those as uh, well, sorry, women, women, sorry, 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 women. <laughs> the girls who want to, there are people who want to get married to Fulanis, like emo girls getting married to Fulanis. But at the end of the day, one would have said, those kind of things would have come from a situation where they would have looked at the governor as a, an APC governor, Buhari, <laughs> to federal government. And then he's not encouraging the coexistence between the Fulanis and the people of the state in that area. That is what things like that that you think are raising this kind of suspicion. Well, I, the, the, the management of this day quickly. Yes, of course. No, that is what, a statement that that's, it's a I, I, I can say that story is true. It was on the social media and okay. it was a photoshop. Okay. Okay. Yes. I just want to let you know the extent to which Nigeria. Okay. Some Nigerians. Uh, some Nigerians okay. are looking at this kind of situation. I don't be surprised that some of these southern governors may be compromised and then begin to with the federal government when it has to do with this open raising and the rest. So, um, if I may add, if I may chip in, um, it is not out, it is not impossible. Mm. I say that advisedly, though, because mm. we are approaching an election season. Mm. And if you watch, most of the governors are either scheming to become, you know, either vice president or scheming to be presidential candidates. Mm. In the PDP, of course, most of them are scheming one way or the and in the APC, where the party is likely is more seem more intent on zoning down south, south. they are also positioned. So most of them are becoming cautious mm. and uh, more trying to be more politically correct. And that is where you know, like I said earlier, the question of character comes in. If you have agreed to that kind of arrangement, and don't forget, this whole thing didn't just isn't just a case of the governor saying no to open Southern governor saying no to open grazing. Mm. We have also had, uh, you know, Southern and Middle Belt leaders make the same position. We have also had the Arab Consultative Forum make the same position. We've also had the Northern governors make the same position, you know, against open grazing. So it's interesting that anybody or any of the governors who have gone into this arrangement and now wants to backtrack on this. <laughs> It, it's, uh, it tells so much about the person's uh, character. Okay, well, let's just quickly take a short break and do some announcements. We'll be back shortly. The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. All right, welcome back. This is Leadership Podcast. And of course, it is the big issue. And the big issue of the day is ban on open grazing. Southern governor and the September 1 deadline. So as we were talking in Chibuzo, when we state governor and some other northern governors, we are among those who strongly kicked against the move of um, this uh, uh, review of um, uh, raising sides. 
at the end of the day, if you check, you discover that apart from the certain governance, there are some northern governors who are not really disposed to this open placement. See, Niger and Casina State have closed all the cattle markets in their state. Specifically, Casina, which is the home state of the president, have banned movement of cattle across the state. Is Why? this not an indication that the category matter is a security threat nationwide? <laughs> well, indeed, it is a security threat Because if you look at lives that have been cut short, you can openly say that the issue is a security threat. When um, Tasna State government banned, they also banned that the use of um, Okada. That once three people are seen on Okada, and they are security advantage. Yes, so all these are security concerns. Before now, before now, everybody is living in peace and harmony. In fact, with the Fulanis, in Benway's, in Benway State, I, I understand that there are some thieves that are married to Fulani. A friend, do call Fulani is in law because they are married, they, they coexisted together, living in peace and harmony. For what politics entered the next scenario when you are encouraging people from other parts, arming them, giving them ammunition to go and kill others, buying weapons to defend yourself has become the order of the day, then it becomes a security threat. Look at the Fulani child, for instance. It deserves basic education. It is its fundamental human rights. But what do we do? You can see a five-year-old boy roaming around the street with cow. Ask a Fulani boy now, who is even maybe 10 years old, who is Allah. I watched a video where he said Allah is there doing his own, and him is here doing his own. That said that he doesn't even have a religion. All he does every day is to move his status across to get the next people for his, his cow. So all these issues have, over the years, turned to a security threat. Let the Fulani be well-educated. Instead of giving them money and encouraging them, creating more, over 300 raising goods for them, please educate them, take them to school. They can do better. How much is the world cattle business compared to the security threat it's causing them? Well, why I'm saying all this is because now it is not only the king of the southern part of the country, but you see some of the measures taken by some of the northern governments. I spoke of Katsina and Niger, even in Zamparachi, they banned the sale of petroleum. They have closed for this All the areas and like Nigeria and Katsina, you cannot buy more than five liters. That shows you that the idea of Katsina and Niger, it has to do with open grazing, is actually contributing to insecurity in the country. So if this northern government Taking this measure, that means they are no different from their southern counterparts who are insisting on or, or, or insisting on banning uh, open grazing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. uh, the governors' forum. I, I even I even forgot to include the governors' forum. The governors' forum, the northern governors, the southern governors, southern and middle belt leaders, like the forums, Arewa consultative forum, and I think the northern elders forum as well, because I saw. The, the national security spokesman the other day on channels where he reiterated that point. You know, they've all spoken against in this day and age 
Ivo said, no, that's not the way to go. Open grazing is not moving cattle from, from one part of the country to the other part of the country. It's not the way to go anymore. That is archaic. It's ancient. These are modern times. People are thinking of how to use lot, a lot more in, um, innovation and technology in learning this thing. Okay, I've forgotten the stats, but there was a time, you know, the stats on countries with the highest level of uh, cattle production came up. Nigeria was not even there. And so it beats, it's so it's so mind-boggling that of, of what's value. For this, for goodness sake, this day I need, we are still discussing this issue. Issue of open grazing or no open grazing, how people will beat cows around and move them from one part of the country to the other part of the country. Driving, for goodness sake. That, that in itself, that in itself, that in itself is even worrisome. Want to talk of the security dimension that has been attached to this. And yet we have the government still pushing for bringing a gazette. To ensure that this grazing would still continue. Come on, man. Even just one of the guys, then we discovered that apart from the southern government, the northern government are not responsible. They are on their own case. It has to do with the insecurity. Look at Asina now. Asina has banned the state movement of cows. Right now, this cattle, you can't take them out of Asina and you can't bring them into Katina. What does that tell you? That means even the president's own home state. That means the president's cow cannot be moved. But he has the other okay, the other we've seen pictures of him, you know, meeting his, you know, attending to his house. Yeah. And I think from what I saw, maybe I might be wrong, but from what I the picture, the pictures we saw, we saw them in a confined space, properly, you know, guarded and stuff. So if the god if he knows, if he understands that, then why would he still want to push for open prison? The other time we also heard about uh, how he made funds available. The Kassina State uh, government for for grazing as well People, uh, for you know ranching. Right. So I, it's it's I don't know I don't know it's the the, the 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 extent that we have discussed and deliberate deliberated on this issue is for me really worrisome, really really worrisome. We have dragged on this issue needlessly for so long that it begins to beg the question as to what is it that is so special about this you know moving cows this archaic system of moving cows from one part of the country to the other and back the case has been made over and again it doesn't help even the cows it doesn't help even the 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 you know the headsmen it doesn't help anybody that's man that, that cannot speak English. That doesn't help. Educated. Why? Why should we continue to beat this issue? All you understand is this cow must feed on your. And you can even imagine that in, like, in a state like Niger State, what Niger did was that cattle movement must be documented, which is a measure to control this, to control insecurity associated with uh, the cattle business. Now, show you that most, for instance, the southern governors, why, when they started this idea of banning it, it had to do with headers, clashing with farmers, killing certain people, and then they not come. Now, the north, northern governors are taking these measures to control movement of cattle and 
What now happened to these uh, headers? Who are supposed to expect that when the ban on open grazing takes effect in the southern part of the country, they will start moving down to uh, the northern part of the country. You know, this is another dimension to why because we just have to think of what happened to this. You can't just say they are not useful in the society. Exactly. You know, you know, you know see, it's about planning and it's about having a clear idea of how you know you want to. It's about a safety net. It has to be a safety net to ensure that when you put these people out of what they normally do, there's something else they can do. You know, it is not impossible for government to sit down and draft some plan or some form of uh, um, program or regime that would encourage and you know keep them in certain confined place and ensure that they equally get the basics that they need to survive and fend for themselves. It is not impossible to do that. It is not beyond government to do that either. You know, even if private businessmen can do their then what about government? You know, so that, that for me is not even it's for me the least of the problems, you know, that this government can put forward as to why they are still insisting on this open grazing thing. That is the the most important and basic thing is having the will and having the, a clear notion of why this should end. One would have been more worried if the cry and the, the who and cry over this issue was mainly from the southern governors. I would be much more worried because it would therefore paint a picture of a total balkanization of the country. But it is comforting, sad as it is, that across the north and the south, there is a consensus among key stakeholders on why open bridges should stop. You know, so it at that level is comforting. So it shows the nation is not totally balkanized around, you know, along the lines of this issue. ethnic line. You understand. So it is it is quite comforting at that level. And so it is really, really interesting that the Mayetiala continues to push this narrative and continue to the other day I I, I read a report of uh, the National Secretary, you know, calling the whole thing satanic, using certain uh, uh, caustic uh, expression of satanic and mm -hmm. at the point even threatened that oh there will not be the governors who do that will not be, will not get the support of their people mm -hmm. you know from the south and all of that and come on, this is just uh, how do I put it now you know but if you're talking to his opinion uh, you know but it shows you that government needs to step up the government needs to step up listen to every side and take a position that is economically viable for the country on the one hand, and much more, much more critical to the safety and protection of Nigerians. Because if state governors, not just down south, but up north, are beginning to take certain drastic measures, then I think the governor, the government, federal government, should begin to rethink this position of keeping the grazing routes open, you know, and begin to rethink how this whole process should be approached. Um, what happened to the headers now in the south, now that the law is um, beginning to take effect? Are the measures put in place to make sure that they leave the region peaceful? And if they leave the region peaceful, what is the Because they are very useful to the economic habit. Without these headers, they, they, they meet business, 
very expensive agriculture. Yes, uh, I must say freedom of movement is guaranteed in the 1999 constitution and should be adhered to. But I think there are some exceptions in that because they have been banned, they can ban open grazing that's lands of uh, that means your food there's limitation. Your freedom now is not your freedom of movement is restricted with cattle. You understand? Just like the, the why the Niger state governor said each cow must be properly documented. Well, how will you document a cow of a Fulani illiterate? Someone who is not schooled from primary school, no primary education, no secondary education, no university, no proper place. Even if it's, the cow is documented, where will you place it while roaming around the streets? They okay, we're talking about um, the Fulani being an illiterate in Nigeria. Do we even have a very effective data collection, collection system? So, besides that, now, okay, now we are also worried. There is a popular adage that said, in Hausa, and I will repeat it in English, they said, which simply means if the beards of your neighbor is on fire, you should put water on your own so that you won't be affected. The elders in the southern region should be worried. Governors should be worried. The citizens also should be worried. Because this is a challenge. It's a very challenge. Okay, now they banned open grazing. We said we should not move. Where will they return to? Okay, the local Fulani elders from Castina states, where will they take their cow to? Are they taking it to Castina or Zamfara? This calls for proper documentation. However, there are there's on is on record or there is no or is not properly documented that President Mohamed Buhari is the patron of Mati Allah. Although no document to show that. However, I should come out straight and ensure that there is a lasting solution to end farmers' elders' crisis and stop the killing and insecurity in the country. Well. That is the much we can take for today's big issue. And of course, I would like to thank our in-house analysts for doing a very good job on the issue of um, the ban on open grazing September 1 deadline. Thank you, Chibuzo. Thank you, sir. Tunde. Thank you very much. Well, it was a nice time being with you and you watching us out there. And of course, you, I hope you had a very wonderful time on the big issue. Once again, my name is George Agba, your regular host. Join us same time tomorrow for another edition of this program. Now, have a nice day. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.